Hey there, this is John, and I want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more listening platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello and welcome back to Armbar Audio. And for me and John, I can say it's so good to be back. Get that reference. Welcome back, folks. We have missed you guys immensely. We're glad to be back. We're glad to have uh, wrestling worth talking about again. I guess I'll say that. Um, uh, happy that this whole COVID thing is starting to slow down and it's made it so that we can get back together and make this shit happen for y'all every single week. It's time to get back into it. Uh, you go ahead and talk for a little bit. I'm going to close the blind because you are washed out. I am an angel right now. Yeah. I am illuminated. So if you guys were wondering where we've been <clears throat> at the beginning of the summer, the whole speaking out movement started, and the no crowds thing was also getting to us. So we kind of just felt hey, this, uh, like, we we weren't feeling it, but right. we weren't going to give up on this channel. And we were trying to figure out when the best time to come back would be, and we said after summer. And our first episode would talk about Big things that happened over the summer in the world of wrestling. So, as you could see to the right of your screen, tonight's card. And we yep. will be going in order. I know some of those, um, some of those descriptions are a little uh, vague. So, that's why we're here. We're yeah. going to talk about it. So, Dual Champions galore, John. There are... There seems to be an overwhelming number of double champions in uh, in the most popular wrestling companies in the world right now. Uh, some of them have since been broken up. Um, we know that Asuka got the Raw Women's title off of Sasha Banks. Um, I believe Bailey is still... Sm no, Bailey doesn't have two belts. Did No... Shayna and Shayna and, and Nia Jax won, so Bailey doesn't have two belts anymore. But um, <clears throat> Tetsuya Naito is still a double champion in New Japan right now. Um, we have. And speaking of Tetsuya Naito and the double championship, yeah, we wanted to get into something that Tetsuya Naito had said about being a double champion. Uh, some pretty interesting stuff coming from him. We know that for a while, for, I think, not for a very long time, but Keith Lee was a double champion for NXT. Um, there's so, a double champion in Noah right now. No, no, no. That didn't Noah? happen. They, they played around with the idea and that didn't happen. Okay. So anyway, Tetsuya Naito won at Wrestle Kingdom, and became dual champion. Yes. As we will get into the next topic in the tournament section, 
uh, something happened, which we'll get into, but now he has them back. And he has stated that I always said that I want to take two belts at the same time. I never said I want to unify them, but with all these title matches being for both belts, maybe the company thinks that I, it should be unified. In that case, fine. Go ahead and make our new belt for me to hold. But if these are two championships, then I want to defend them both separately. Which is interesting because they haven't been doing that. Right. Um, that's certainly easier for everyone to understand. I agree, Naito. Even if that means wrestling two title matches on one tour. You're such a warrior, dude. That would be a tough schedule, but that's the rule I've put myself in. I'm up for it. I want New Japan Pro Wrestling and the chairman, Suga Bayashi, to take to make the call. And I think that's a good thing. Very much so. Regarding Keith Lee, Keith Lee became a dual champion as he won the NXT North American title from... Who the hell did he win it from? Who did he win it from? I can't remember now. As if it hasn't, it hasn't even been that long. I'm surprised that I don't remember. Who the fuck had the title? <clears throat> Shit. <laughs> All right, well, keep talking about. Anyway, Keith Lee I'll, became I'll the NXT up. North American title, and. Uh, then he beat Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. And then, the next week, he wanted to have other people have opportunities like he did. So he gave up the NXT North American Championship, which led to an awesome uh, ladder match at TakeOver 30. Um, and at TakeOver 30, he lost his world uh, NXT World title to Karrion Cross, who had to relinquish the title the next episode of NXT. Yeah, due to a separated shoulder. So the NXT World title... Keith Lee, uh, Keith Lee beat Roger Strong for the North American title. Right. <clears throat> so the NXT World title was very... was moving around a lot this summer. Yeah. Um. But last night, if you watched... You know what's happening with the NXT title now. Uh, as switching gears, yeah. No Pro Wrestling Noah earlier this summer had their national champion, which is like their secondary title, and their world title, uh, GHC. Um, Go Shiozaki faced Marafuji, and he beat him in a fantastic match. And Kino beat Nakajima in a fantastic match. And then Kino and Shiozaki went to a 60-minute time limit draw. So they both retained their titles. But the upcoming tournament in NOAA, the winner gets a title shot. So I can see them revisiting this match. As I believe all four of those guys are in the bracket. Um, there was a lot of wrestling this summer, guys. A lot of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of tournaments. Lots of tournaments. Um, most notably, uh, the beginning of the summer saw the return of New Japan Pro Wrestling. As such, it saw the... The return of the New Japan Cup, which had originally, it looked like it j had just been fully canceled, but they decided to go ahead and put it on um, when they were able to come back. The uh, New Japan Cup went from the beginning, I want to say the beginning of May, May to right around mid, like the end of May. So, it, the entire month of May was the New Japan Cup. Uh, <clears throat> the New Japan Cup saw some interesting stuff. We had the, the turn, the heel turn, 
but a guy that was already sort of a heel became evil became evil evil became even more evil because evil turned on Tetsuya Naito took his titles and joined the Bullet Club I would like to add if you have not seen the New Japan Cup Watch Minoru Suzuki versus Yuji Nagata. Oh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Toru Yano, which was fantastic. Yeah. And Hiromu Takahashi versus Kazuchika Okada. As well as Evil versus. uh, Who did he fight in the final? Okada? Yeah, I believe it was Okada in the final. Yeah. This also, Evil's turn, also saw um, Dick. To go, as Jim Ross calls him, come into the company. Dick! Um, so we had this... We have Bullet Club in America right now, and we have Bullet Club in Japan right now. And... Um, Evil is kind of the de facto leader in Japan. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking... We've been talking about this a lot. Um, once the pandemic restrictions for travel is over, Jay White, G.O.D., uh, basically all the gaijins who are in Bullet Club need to say that Bullet Club was made for and from gaijins, and this is... Like a civil war. Yeah. That that should happen. It's time for the Gaijins to take Bullet Club back. Yes. And Jay White should be very angry with Evil saying, you know, I accepted you into this. You won both titles and then you lost them the next big event. Yeah. So Because Tetsuya Naito got those titles back at the Jingu Stadium event. So... Which was an awesome show. Which was an awesome throughout. show. You should watch it. Suzuki oh, Shingo versus Shingo. Versus <laughs> yeah. Shingo and Suzuki. was Taiji. Great. Taiji and fucking Hiromu was great. Taiji and Hiromu was great every time. Yeah. And there's a really cool arc going on with Hiroshi Tanahashi right now. Yes. Um, so, yeah. But that wasn't the only New Japan <clears throat> tournament. No, over here uh, in the United States, we saw the beginning of New Japan's new weekly show, New Japan Strong, which airs Friday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, on New Japan World. Um, It's sort of the spiritual start to uh, NJPW USA, which is is something that they've wanted to get going for a while. New Japan of America, as it were. Uh, But we saw... The New Japan Cup USA, an eight-man single elimination tournament to determine a number one contender for John Moxley's IWGP United States title at Wrestle Kingdom. And this was presented just like the G1, where the winner got a briefcase and yeah. could lose the briefcase on their way to Wrestle Kingdom. The standout match in this tournament was Jeff Cobb against Kenta, yes. which was a semifinal match. Kenta won with a low blow. Um, Kenta then went on to face David Finley in a really good match. Kenta won, said he's coming for John Moxley, this and that, and Jeff Cobb started beating on him, and now they're wrestling for the briefcase. So, also in the summer, there was rumors about Jeff Cobb possibly going to WWE. Doesn't look like that right now. Um, If you haven't watched New Japan Strong, I I strongly suggest it. Because it's really cool to see a lot of the LA Dojo guys, a lot of indie talent you may not know. I mean, I saw... They have Blake Christian and Alex Zane of ROH and GCW fame on there a lot. Uh, Carl Fredericks is killing it. Clark Connors is killing it. Uh, TJP's on there. ACH is back. Um, Uh, PJ Black is on there. Yep, representing ROH. Uh, Brody King. 
they really they Lots really want to do something. I'm getting the feeling they really want to do something major with Brody King. Yeah. And if if by the time the G1 comes and the travel restrictions are easier, Brody King will be in that easily. G1. I can easily see it happening. And with what happened at Jingu, Hiromu and Shingo are going to be in there too. I believe. Absolutely. Also on New Japan on New Japan Strong the Bullet Club is doing very well. Jay White's back. Um, Tama Tonga had a good showing in the New Japan Cup tournament. His brother, not so much. Tama Tonga shaved, and I feel awkward about it. Um, he looks more like an Uso than ever before. But not as attractive. No oh. homo. Oh. Anyway. Unnecessarily mean to say. I'm just saying. Usos <laughs> are better looking. Than He's him. a bad guy. Yeah, good. Fuck him. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck him. He's the bad boy. Anyway, or is he the good guy now? Is he the good bad guy now? I I, I don't know. He has too many nicknames. Uh, too many. And I definitely, speaking of that Bull Club Civil War, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. And big LG Luke Gallows are in Impact Wrestling right now. Yeah. But it is rumored to be in their contract that they are able to wrestle in New Japan. So they need to get their asses over to Japan as soon as everybody can get there. And get in Jay White's ear to get this back to the real Bullet Club. Moving on from that, we had the King of Gate Tournament and Dragon Gate. Which Aita of R.E.D. won and went up against Naruki Doi. If you don't know who either of these wrestlers are, I suggest you YouTube them. They're awesome. The match was fantastic. And Aita became the new uh, Open the Dreamgate champion. I believe that's their main title's name. Um, We also had the King of DDT uh, tournament. Earlier in the summer, in a fantastic match, Masato Tanaka took on Tetsuya Endo. I've been on great stuff. I've been into Endo for a long time. Yeah. Same with Tanaka, and they finally gave the belt to Endo. Endo ended up winning the tournament, and in an um, unlikely um, situation, called out one DDT alumni. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega responded, and it seems like once the travel restrictions are up, Kenny Omega That's is like, going to teach Tetsuya Endo a lesson. That really is like the light at the end of the tunnel. It Once the travel restrictions are lifted, there is so much cool, awesome shit that's going to happen. Right. Like, And I, I cannot wait. Now... The tournaments were not only just for the men. No. There is an ongoing tournament in Japan uh, in the biggest Joshi promotion. Like right now? Yeah, they're on, like, it's very separate. Ah, okay. Um, The the five-star Grand Prix started in stardom. And on the first night, the leader of Donna Del Mondo, Julia, who were there pushing to the moon... And Siri and Himeka, who are in her stable. But Julia won against the reigning champion, Mayu Iwatani, in a fantastic match. And for the first two nights, I will say, we are are becoming casual viewers of stardom. It's been hard for us to get into. We've always wanted to. But right now... I'm very impressed with Tam Nakano, Konami, Jungle Kiona, I every member of Donna Del Mondo. Mayu Iwatani's fantastic. Of yeah. course, I've seen her before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm 100% behind Tokyo Cyber Squad. 100%. I love Tokyo Cyber Squad. I love Death Yamasan. I love... Um, Kiona. Well, yeah, I love Kiona. I... 
I love the look of everybody in Tokyo Cyber Squad. I like all the colors. I like the logos. But Death Yamasan is my favorite person. And the fact that you love Tokyo Cyber Squad makes me feel so bad because we didn't get to see its original. I know. Yeah. But whatever. We're not going to talk about that. The other women's tournament that happened was in AEW. They did a women's tag tournament uh, called the the Deadly Draw, where random women picked a chip that was a color, and whoever matched up matched up. Diamante and Ivelisse, who fought in a good match a couple weeks earlier to that, ended up becoming partners. Luckily for Brandy Rhodes and Allie, they became partners. Nyla Rose was with uh, Cameron. I don't know her name now, but her name was Cameron. She was a Funkadactyl. Uh, they lost in the first round. Thank God. Because I don't need to I see Cameron. I think I was calling her. Yeah, it doesn't matter. People know who what, are, what we're talking yeah. about. Um, Tynera Conti, who's going by Tay Conti, was with Anna J, which was awesome. Um the the announcer, Dasha yeah, Gonzalez. Dasha, Dasha Gonzalez. She she actually was trained in NXT, but they wanted her as a voice instead. She got to show off her uh, her uh, in ring acumen with Rachel Ellering, I think, mm-hmm. which is cool. I hope they sign Rachel. Uh, I think she's an untapped resource for. Uh, Women's Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, it came down to Diamante and Ivelisse uh, against the Nightmare Sisters. or Is that what they yeah, were called? Nightmare Sisters. And Diamante and uh, Ivelisse won. And ever since they won, we haven't seen them. Nope. Kind of upsetting. Very upsetting. And... Uh... I think we could use this to leap into a little bit of discussion on the AEW women's division. Go ahead, man. This is our show. We can talk about whatever. Um, AEW has a lot of very talented women on their roster. I just wish that I got to see them wrestle. Also, a lot were... Hit with injuries and yeah. other things of that, and, and travel restrictions like yeah, and that is happening. That is happening. Sakazaki. But you got Shada there, you got Penelope Ford there, you got all these people that were on YouTube there, you got Dasha Gonzalez who was not bad at all in the ring. It's just frustrating because AEW is doing so many things so well. The missteps with the women's division are really frustrating. Well, here, here's something that I was thinking. First, Anna Jay and Tay Conti are going to be major stars. Yes. And the stuff that's happening with Anna Jay and Brandy Rhodes, I'm interested in. Also, before anything was announced for Hikaru Shida at All Out, yeah. I said... To the nerdy Mark Siddharth Saram and John. You know, they're talking about Britt Baker and Big Swole. And they're pushing this feud. But it's not the person who has the title. They're doing the women's tag tournament. But it doesn't involve the woman who has the title. Yeah. What are they going to do? And I said, they need to bring in an outside big name. Have her wrestle on the show for one week and wrestle it all out. And what happened? Well, they, they're bringing in NWA's women's champion, Thunder Rosa. But as of now, it is Wednesday. We are live right now. Uh, we do not know if we were if we are going to see no, she, Thunder Rosa. She is. she is? Yes. I didn't say anything about that. I read it somewhere. Huh. Well, I stand corrected. Or he's not corrected and I'm wrong. <laughs> Hopefully no we get to see Thunder Rosa. Hopefully, tonight. yes. 
Yeah, we should definitely see Thunder Rosa tonight because I loved NWA. I loved NWA Power, but well, supposedly it's not of, dead. But like, well, no, it's not dead. Of, it's not. But I'm saying a lot of people weren't watching it. A lot of people weren't. It was not getting the views that I think it should have been getting. So there are people that probably don't know Thunder Rosa at all. Yeah. So we and need... if you didn't watch NWA, but you did watch Lucha Underground, she was also known as Cobra Moon. Yeah, but uh, they need to show us what she can do so that people can get into this match at all out. I'm already into it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's casual fans, you know. Next topic. Next topic. It's an orange, orange, orange summer. We're going to talk about... MJF likes to call himself the fastest rising star in pro wrestling. No, 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 no. The fastest rising star in professional wrestling is inexplicably freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Absolutely. Orange Cassidy has skyrocketed to the moon since appearing at the first All Out, which is the next All Out is this Saturday. How's that? How's that for working out? He wasn't at all out at all. He was a double or nothing. I'm a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> Remember, guys, we haven't done this for three months. Yeah. Shows up a double or nothing in the Casino Battle Royal. Crowd goes bananas for a man named Norse. Hey. Uh, joins up with the best friends as sort of a manager role. Gets a match. I think the match with Pac was an all out. Mm-hmm. Gets the match with Packet all out, and everybody goes, "What the fuck? This guy can wrestle." Then uh, goes back into managerial stuff with the best friends. But now, sometimes we're getting the three man and six man tags. Then seemingly out of nowhere, Le Champion Chris Jericho takes issue with the very existence of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> He doesn't like his attitude. He thinks he's arrogant, and uh, he doesn't like his laissez-faire way of approaching wrestling. Yeah. There was great promos, uh, but my a lot God. of interesting stuff happening with orange juice. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jericho wore, got doused in orange juice and wore a white coat that had orange juice on it for weeks, and they just kept making saying it kept smelling worse and. Santana just kept cutting up on him. It was fucking hilarious. Um, then they had a debate. They had a debate. Which was conducted by none other than Eric Bischoff. He's which back. I was not I'm surprised to that he was there because on Eric Bischoff's podcast, he had a podcast with Tony Khan, and it seemed like the oh, okay. two men loved each other. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? They're both, they're both uh, minds of minds in the business. Well, Tony kept kept saying that he's in the position that Eric was in. Yeah, you know? well, he is right. And like, um, but that was a good listen if you listen yeah. to wrestling podcasts, which you do if you're listening to this. So check that out. Basically, the point that we're trying to drive home is that wait, wait, I wanted to talk about okay. the debate a little. Bit. Go ahead. So Jericho. Not thinking Orange is going to say anything. He's just berating him. He's saying all this stuff. And all of it's about the match coming up and this and that. Jericho won one. Uh, Orange won one. Um, and then Eric Bischoff asks a very social issue question about the environment. Global warming, yeah. Uh, to Orange Rising Cassidy. And he just like... He knew everything about the subject and talked about it, and it was he gave, like what he gave a better he gave a better answer than any politician I've ever seen <laughs> right. for a global warming question. Uh, Jericho's face was hilarious during the whole thing, um, but this led to the rematch, which happened the next week on Dynamite, where Orange Cassidy won. Yes, beat Chris Jericho. Jericho on, ended up coming out. On television. Jericho ended up coming out, congratulating Orange, but saying that they need a rubber match, 
And they are going to have a mimosa bubbly... Mimosa mayhem. Yeah. Where the bubbly and the orange juice will be in a big vat or something. And whoever gets a thrown in... A huge vat of mimosa. Whoever gets thrown in loses. Only someone like Chris Jericho could come up with and pull this kind of thing off. Now let's talk about the thing that we all knew was going to be said. We were just waiting for it. And it finally got said on Twitter. Because that's where good opinions go to die. I don't know. Facebook is uh, fucking cesspool. Facebook is way worse. Facebook is worse because there's more old people on Facebook. Now. No, I just think there's more people. Yeah. And the character limit is not... Yeah. Anyway. So... If WWE did a match like this, you'd all say it was stupid. Let me tell you why that is. That is because if WWE put on a match like this, it would be stupid. Because? Because it would be so overproduced. Like, everything in WWE is. But we're going to get to that down further on tonight's card. It wouldn't just be the match. You'd have the 24-7 champion run through the fucking thing and get chased by 30 people. You'd have Michael Cole screaming, Isn't this crazy, guys? It's so wacky! Guys, isn't this cool? Because Michael Cole is really good at his job, but isn't allowed to do his fucking job. But we're going to get to that in terms of getting mad. I would also say that it wouldn't work because the mimosa thing works here because one is Orange Cassidy, who's associated with oranges, and the other one made a viral thing about bubble. <laughs> if it happened in WWE, it wouldn't, make sense. They, it wouldn't make sense at all. And let's talk about the fact that Chris Jericho has been in this business long enough and has had a career good enough, he's earned the right to do insane shit matches. He's earned... And AEW has done nothing but build up good faith in its fan base since its inception. So, the thing about the Mimosa Mayhem match is that we trust AEW to do it to do something weird without making it stupid. You know what I mean? Yes. So because they've proven that they can. Yeah. I mean, look at the stadium, stadium stampede. Stadium stampede was... I'm, I'll never buy you a coke. I'll just drink all your mom and do that. Fuck you. No, anyway. Uh, I'll never buy you a coke. Um, yeah. The Stadium Stampede was the most talked about thing on wrestling Twitter for like a week after it happened. I just, I don't, I don't get, I don't understand the stance that anything AEW does that's a little weird or a little different, the immediate response is, oh, if WWE did this, it'd be stupid. One, there's a few reasons. One, AEW fans, all of them, including us, yeah, are diehard. Yes. We saw how a group of people wanted to change the way wrestling was viewed. Yeah. Got, got a deal on a major TV company. And are doing exactly what they want and exactly what we want. Them and we do. see how much they want it. Yes. Second off, people love to fucking argue about everything yeah. under the sun. Yeah. And when it comes to wrestling fans, Oy. it's almost as bad as politics. Yeah. I say almost. We watch all wrestling. 
we like all kinds of wrestling. We have problems there's with all kinds like, of yeah. wrestling. There's things to like and not like in every company. Y'all can chill, man. Just yeah. chill and enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, don't watch it. Why are you putting yourself through something you don't like? Also, we all heard this when we grew up. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah. There's something like constructive criticism, and then there's just total bashing. Yeah. And some of it isn't even warranted. A lot of... It, it's just ridiculous. But I'm spending too much time addressing this issue. You all already understand it. Yeah. Let's go. The thing is, nobody watches you closer than people that hate you. Which, is, which is so weird. It, but it is weird, but it's so true. Let's move on from the Summer of Orange. By the way, um, who do you want to win the Moose Mayhem? I want to see Orange Cassidy get it. I I want to see Orange Cassidy win. Yeah. But I want to see Jericho stand on top. Yeah. Because I feel like the inner circle needs Need some wins. They're, they're in a downward spot. Sammy, Sammy got a good win this past week. Santana Ortiz are poised to go against the best friends. I, I Who think... knows who will win there, but it looks like we're getting the LAX, like more hardcore version yeah. of Santana Ortiz, so I would say them. There's another person in that group. And me and a friend of ours, he was on our show. His name's Drake. We're talking about him. Jake Hager. What's missing from Jake Hager from us caring about him? And we both realized. A fucking win. A fucking yeah. win. He has not won. A fucking match. What, what, when, when's the last time he had a match? He wrestled for the TNT title he lost. He wrestled for the main title he lost. He, did, he, he didn't lose to Marcus Donald Dart, did he? Oh, I don't know. I don't follow Dark as much as you okay. do. So I, I was just gonna say because if that, but like, I, I, if that's he's not... if he's in one of your biggest factions and he plays a major role, and you want him to be taken seriously as this beat down guy, start having him beat the fuck out of dudes. Yeah, they're finally they finally did that with Brody Lee. They finally started doing that with Lance Archer. Oh, we're going to talk about cool. Brody Lee in just a Which is minutes. cool. Cage still needs some work. And Hager. Like, come on, man. Like, fuck. Anyway. Hager should be having matches with Wardlow and Lance Archer. And the Luchasaurus. other guys that they have. Luchasaurus. Hell, he could even have matches with MJF. He could have... He could have matches with anybody. Right. He could... Jake Hager is a guy that can work with anyone on your roster. Right, because he's a professional. Mm -hmm. And he's an amateur god or whatever. But anyway... Uh, but not a demo god. Not a demo god. Next is the TNT title. Uh, Cody said he was going to uh, defend it every week. Impact took this idea. And when Eddie Edwards won the title at Slammiversary... He also started defending his title every week. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, but was he working a schedule that no other wrestler ever has? What Cody Rhodes did? Do you want me to go off? Apparently. Do you want me to go off? I don't want you to go off. I just I want to point out that Cody, for some reason, thinks no one's ever done that before. Not like John Cena in the U.S. Title Open Challenge. Not like the, in the territory days where you were wrestling... Every day a week and twice on Sundays. Uh, okay, Every Cody. day of the week and twice on Sundays. Anyway. Your dad uh, was Dusty Rhodes. You should know that. But right. I, I digress. So anyway, <laughs> um, with the TNT title, it was open to anyone. And the first anybody cool name that, that we got to see. That, I will say, was different than other places that do that. Yeah. First... We got to see absolute Ricky Starks from NWA. Who wound up getting signed. Who ended up getting signed the night of his match. Mm -hmm. So did Abaddon. Yeah. We covered that in one of our sh previous shows. 
Fantastic match. Ricky Starks is now with Taz and Brian Cage. And every time he's on the microphone, he's cutting an A-plus promo. This guy is the is one of the future major stars of AEW. Yeah, dude. Ricky Starks, Darby, MJF, Jungle Boy. All future Sammy. mega stars for AEW. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then, we got the independent champion. If you have IWTV, he wrestles on all of the associated uh, uh, promotions like Black Label Pro, uh, Limitless, Freelance, Beyond, etc., etc. His name is Warhorse! <laughs> and I thought that that yes. was such a cool fucking move of AEW because not only... Are they trying to make the, their their branch of wrestling? They are also putting a spotlight on independent wrestling. Warhorse lost, but it opened eyes to in, independent wrestling and their champion Warhorse. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, you need to. Uh, and also, he um, he was Sports Illustrated did it article with him. I mean, there was a lot of press about this, which was awesome. The third match, we got to see Scorpio Sky cut a great promo on Dark, and everyone was behind him to get that TNT title off of Cody. Yeah. But he was just a hair short. And right after the match, the Dark Order attacked and Mr. Brody Lee held the old TNT title and said, I'm going to keep this until I can get yours. And my God, Brody Lee decimated Cody. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. And we love Cody. Then love Cody. the Dark Order beat. All of the Nightmare family. Arn Anderson included. Brandy Rhodes tried to stop this by covering up her husband. Yeah, choked and then up by Anna J choked the shit out of her. Brody hit oh, him with the old title and broke it over his skull. Not to mention that this was after they had tipped over the stretcher that Cody was on. And he was still attached to the backboard. Unable to do anything about this. They so he hit him with the old title. Um it was in a bag, I guess. I don't know if he broke it over his head, but it was broken in the bag. And he th- this was after they had dragged out Dustin from the back unconscious, dragged out QT Marshall from the back unconscious. <clears throat> it's exactly what the Dark Order needed. Yeah. When the Dark Order debuted. People kind of thought, okay, these guys are kind of interesting, but like. And the great thing about the Dark Order is on TV, they are now being taken seriously and they're a threat to everyone. They're now being taken seriously. And, and on BTE, they're basically a parody of WWE. They're run by a sociopath. I don't know that I, that I agree with WWE parody so much anymore, but when it started, for sure. Well, like the middle management with Evil Uno yeah. and stuff, and like the papers and shit. Yeah. But like, if you're not watching BTE, you need to. Um, um, because they're starting to cross. They're, they're starting to cross. Finally starting to cross. My Thank God. God. We've been talking about this since AEW started. They do all this shit on BTE that seems to be part of the Dynamite canon that is never addressed on Dynamite. And now it is. But now it's being... And even with the Dark Order, they're kind of starting... They're kind of starting to project Brody's BTE character on Dynamite. Which I like a lot. Um, because... Because every time he's in the ring with Shivani, he's like, Get the fuck out of my ring! Yeah. And we're starting to see him single out Silver on Dynamite. We're starting to see... <laughs> yeah. Pick that little shit up or something. Whatever the other, he said. Like... Like, the other day on BTE, uh, I think, like, Alex Reynolds pissed him off, and he told Evil Uno to take care of it, and Evil Uno said, you want me to hit to hit Reynolds? 
And in Brody the face. said, absolutely fucking not. Hit that little idiot Silver in the head. Like, and he hit, hit him, him in the chest. He was like, right on. Like, uh, I'm not selling for you. <laughs> all right. So. Everything the Dark Order does on BTE is gold. Next. Randall's Rise. Randall's Rise. We're going to talk about Randall, Keith, or in Randy so, Orton. John has always been a fan of Randy Orton. Yes. I have always respected you've him, been, but not liked him. You've been in and out. Uh, but, my God, the greatest wrestling match ever may not be the greatest wrestling match ever. But it was one of them. But it was fucking good, and it was <laughs> one of the best matches this year so far. Yeah. Edge handpicked Randy as his comeback opponent. And we see why now. And it was great. Then... The pandemic's happening. Ratings are weird because there's no, there's no uh, crowds. Crowds. Drew McIntyre needs kind of a boost. What are we gonna do with him? We're gonna have him in a great feud with Randy Orton. A great feud. Then we're gonna have a great match with Randy Orton, and then afterwards, he's going to not only take two punts, but three. Showing how strong he is. But, by doing that, we are going to bring up this amazing athlete in Keith Lee, who is Drew's friend, and have him in a program with Mr. Orton. And Orton puts Keith Lee over. He doesn't bury him. Sold for him. He had good promos with him. Yeah. Randy Orton is for the future. Randy Orton is an asset. And this is a guy that not always has been. But he is now. I don't know. Well, he was with Daniel Bryan. He was with Daniel Bryan. He was. And I don't know what happened with Randy if he had, like, a serious discussion with management or something. But Randy is 100% now at the top of his game where he hasn't been for a few years. And he's at the point now where he has become the new Jericho. Where he is there. For WWE. For, yeah, 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 for, for sure. For, for sure. For WWE. I know what you're saying. Like, like he's selfless. and He's, he's selfless. He's putting on good promos with new guys. He's putting them over. I was dumbfounded that they gave Keith Lee a clean win in the middle of the ring against Randy Orton on his first main roster pay-per-view singles match. Which was in the same week as his main roster debut. Yeah. It's fantastic. And um... I'm so happy that Randy seems to be in a place where he is so happy with his career now that he can finally become the Randy that we fell in love with. Yeah. You, you know show, what you, you know what I mean? That and, yeah. and move forward with it and such. I love that he brought the Legend Killer gimmick back. Yeah. I love it. Messing with Flair and, and Sean. Ruggles, putting out Edge in kayfabe and also kind of in real life. <laughs> well, accidents happen. Accidents happen. But yeah. Um, but god damn it, dude. Randy Orton. Every time we think... Every time you think he's... He's done. Phoning it in. He comes back. Right. Stronger than ever. So, our last topic. WWE. Good and bad. I'm going to start off the good conversation. Yeah. Smackdown. Intercontinental title championship... Tournament. Awesome. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the IC title. Amazing. Daniel Bryan telling AJ Styles he should be a fighting champion. And to the uh, chagrin of AJ, he ended up being that. And they're they're pushing underutilized talent in that role like Grand Metalik and such. And Drew Gulak, and I loved it. Yeah. Matt Riddle 
made his debut, beat AJ Styles. Then he had a title match, and he lost. That's okay. Ended up feuding with Baron Corbin. Good shit. Good shit. Big E got the blessing from Kofi Kingston that he's okay with him going singles. Big E is doing great. Sheamus is doing great. When I get to see Chad Gable, he's doing great. Now let's keep in mind. Nakamura and Cesaro are tag champions. Yeah. Lucha House Party is entertaining. Bailey and Sasha have been carrying WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Did the Pete? With his shirt on. Now, let's let's acknowledge the fact that all the good you just talked about was all stuff on SmackDown. I could talk about some good stuff on Raw. We could. We could. But let's change to some bad stuff. Well, I wanted to save the bad stuff for the end because the... Well, no, we shouldn't. Okay. The bad stuff is more fun to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Baron Corbin. In that very same feud with Matt Riddle. Brings up... On Twitter. On Twitter. Before the match. Before the match. Some real life problems that Matt Riddle has had this year that have to do with the speaking out movement that we talked about today. Um, (laughs) I know where you're going. Yeah. Let's just address it all. Let's address it all. You, You go ahead. I don't remember exactly what was said. Oh, he said, I'm going to make sure he's a fa- I'm going to prove that he's a fa- failure in WWE ring, just like he's a failure at home. Now, hey, Vince. here's a real, hold on, here's a real life thing that's very serious. We're going to put it on TV and try to get heat. Same way it's exactly that we're going to do what with they Jeff did Hardy. to Jeff fucking Hardy. But, hold on, Sami Zayn returns. Where have you been for four months, Sammy? <laughs> Wait. So we're going to talk about the speaking out movement. We're going to reference alcoholism. speaking out movement. We're going to talk about alcoholism and addiction. But we're not but going, we're going to ignore coronavirus. We're not, we're not going to act like we know that Sammy was in Canada. We're not going to act like... I mean, come on. Why are you picking and choosing, and how are you? Because the coronavirus has affected everyone, and everyone knows it. It's something that is bad, but it's it's a natural thing. But alcoholism, addiction, and allegations of sexual assault are not a natural thing. And they're not something to use in a wrestling storyline. It didn't work with Punk and Hardy. It didn't work with Punk and Jericho. I mean, it it worked more with Punk and Jericho because it was Punk and fucking Jericho. But it worked with Punk and Hardy too because Punk is Punk. Because Punk is Punk. But so let's bring that up. This isn't the first time they've done this to Jeff Hardy. Right. So why would we have been in, intrigued? Why would we have been shocked? Uh, and I cannot believe that they're doing this to Matt Riddle. With the reaction they got to doing it to Jeff Hardy. The thing is, I hope it was a one-off. I really hope it was a one-off. And it was just to get Matt Matt Riddle mad enough so that he could beat him at payback. But yeah, that's that's one of the issues with WWE right now. Vince, this is not the heat that you want your guys to get. It's not. So, let's talk about Raw. Drew McIntyre... Awesome champion. Awesome champion. Uh, Street Profits, Viking Raiders, entertaining. Good stuff. Angel Garza, Zelina Ve- Zelina Vegas, fucking awesome. Uh, Angel Garza and and Andrade with her is good. Um, Bobby Lashley being taken seriously. What? This bachelorette girl or something getting all this screen time with Ivor and Angel Garza? Get in the fucking okay. bin. You're worthless. Why? 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 Hold on. Why 
is Angel Garza pursuing this woman when we saw on your other TV show him propose to his now wife? Do you think I'm that fucking dumb? Yeah, they do. Vince does. Clearly. He thinks nobody knows the coronavirus happened and nobody knows where Sami Zayn was. Now, another thing. I like the pairing of MVP and Bobby Lashley. I like that and MVP... Benjamin. And I like Shelton Benjamin. I'm, getting, I'm getting there. there. Yeah. I like how MVP got Lana out of his life. I like how Bobby Lashley's wearing the tights now and he's wrestling like he should have been the whole fucking time. He's wrestling time. like he was on Impact. Yeah. Then they got Shelton Benjamin. They're called the Hurt Business. This is cool stuff. stuff. They're also trying to recruit other African Americans like Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander, which is creating a heel and face feud. Cool. What's not cool is something called Raw Underground. It's so fucking lame. You guys know that we don't watch Raw all the time. Me, personally, I read about it. I read about Raw Underground a lot. I realized what they're trying to do. Last week, I finally watched a full episode of Raw. And here's my, it was, it, it was here's hard, my thoughts. We did. Number one. If you want a shoot-style pro wrestling match, you need to look at UWF and, most recently, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Second off, why is there a ring? They should be encircled by gamblers and bloodthirsty heathens cheering them on to kill each other. There shouldn't be scheduled matches. Things should just happen naturally. Yeah, how the fuck... And three, if you're going for a fight club feel and shit like that, make it a little cinematic. Give it a grittier tone. Make it a little bit dirty. Slap a filter on there. Takes four fucking seconds. It looks like you're just in a part of the arena. You have a plain ass mat. There's a bunch of dudes. No girls. Apparently girls don't care about fights. Which is bullshit, because there's a lot of girl MMA fans. Well, girls being there at all was a problem with the first episode, according to Twitter. Oh, yeah, because they had dancers and yeah, shit. God forbid. Which is stupid. That's never happened before. Um, But my God, Raw Underground it needs is. to go, or they need to make the changes that I just said. You know who needs to go and stay going forever? <laughs> Shane fucking McMahon. Everybody wanted Shane McMahon back. I wanted Shane McMahon back. But then Shane McMahon came back and I immediately, well, not immediately. There was a point point when he was general manager of SmackDown where he was arguably the best heel in WWE. But now I find myself wondering why the fuck did I ever want him to come back here? And that's how bad Raw Underground is. It's so lame. It's so lame. How are there sanctioned fights for a thing called Raw Underground? Also, Alistair Black gets hurt. And also... Right? Hold on. Hold on. My last point about Raw Underground. What is it for? What what is the prize? it, it, It seems like it's to establish the Hurt Business. There should be a prize involved. Yeah. But here... Well, it's pride. It's pride. It's pride. Wow, cool. But here's another thing. You have pride and I have the world title. Who's better off? Alistair Black gets hurt in the eye by Murphy. Gets taken off TV. Yeah. Kevin Owens interviews him. Says that he was upset with Seth, but he's changed his ways because of it. Meaning, Kevin Owens has seen the light and that's how he's changed. Alistair Black... On the other hand, has gotten more angrier and more vicious, and he attacks Kevin Owens. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I like both these guys. I I want to see this, but with Alistair Black's fighting background, 
And Bobby Lashley obviously being the king of Raw Underground. Yeah. Why not, when you're doing this whole thing where Bobby Lashley's beating ten guys in a row, Aleister Black comes out and beats the shit out of him. Beats the shit out of the Hurt Business. It would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. And But you didn't. And you instantly put focus back on Aleister Black after coming back from injury. And now, Kevin Owens fans and Aleister Black fans, who probably are a lot of crossover, yeah. because they're both indie names, they're both, they both were really good NXT before guys. WWE, yeah. they were both great in NXT, now you're going to make us choose between these two guys. And it just doesn't feel natural. Uh, I am intrigued... With Alexa Bliss's character yeah. and where she's yeah. going. The whole thing with the Fiend, Braun, and Roman is fantastic. Roman with Paul Heyman, I've been saying for oh. years should happen. Yes. It finally is. He's fucking awesome. He's a heel champion. You, thank you, God. He's a heel champion. I don't care how long he holds the title. There's, yeah. They're saying that he's going to hold it for a long time. Great. Do it. The man deserves it. He's been shit on ever since he went singles. For reasons out of his control. And finally, hopefully, Smarks can get behind this because this shit's rad. Yeah, and I, I was getting really sick of the powers that be acting like they had no idea why nobody liked Roman. Well, Pretending. That, well, well Vince, Vince doesn't like to admit he's wrong. He, he, he wants to push it and push it and push it and push it until... Well, yeah, he doesn't... I see it as playing dumb. You see it as not, uh, not wanting to admit that he's wrong. Uh, I think they're one and the same. <coughs> I think the people are... Uh, the, Two sides of the same The point. people that surround Vince are playing dumb, acting like they don't know why Vince's ideas don't work. Well, from Moxley to other people who've talked yeah. about it, those writers don't want to lose their job. Yeah, there's so there has to be a lot of pretending that you don't know what's wrong. Right. <laughs> I guess. Well, anyway. Um, so, yeah, this was our comeback yeah. episode. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Let's talk about payback a little bit before we yes, get Yes, yes. WWE payback. Because that's the most recent thing that's happened for us. My thoughts on it. Every match was good. Mysterio and Dominic versus Seth Rollins and Ooh. and Murphy was match yeah. of the night. But every match was good. Shayna Baszler getting pushed. Dominic, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Apollo Crews being in a more prominent role. This And yeah. Roman Reigns as a new character. Braun Strowman kind of as a new old character. Everything felt fresh to me. It didn't feel like I was watching another WWE pay-per-view. It didn't feel like, for the longest time, WWE pay-per-views felt like you were watching an episode of Raw. Yeah, it was... For a long time. And on... SummerSlam was fucking awesome. Payback was fucking awesome. They're, 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 they're on the up and up. Yeah. And I love to see it. Because I do love WWE. I don't hate WWE. I never have. We haven't talked about one other thing. Yeah. Well, we got asked in the comments, actually, about the Monday Night Messiah. Do you want to go into your thoughts on that character for a little bit? It's not really hitting for me. We, we have varying I, opinions. Yeah. Um, the Monday Night Messiah isn't really hitting for me. Uh, I liked Seth Rollins the most when he was with the Authority and had J&J security. Um, he's doing a good job at it. Yeah. It just... Makes me think Punk did this better. Um, I, I think I think he needs more people than just Murphy. And it's that was the him. other thing that I was going to bring up. Yeah. Two episodes okay, ago well, on Raw. Before you do that, before you say that, I want to say, and just a very quick, uh, a quick thing, a quick thought. Dominic Mysterio. Is the fucking man. I'm so proud of him. I watched him grow up. We we, we both watched him grow up. Um, everyone in his life should be proud. Yeah. Everyone. He is so Especially good. Especially Vince. He is so good already. 
he's already learning little tiny little detailed nuances. Well, you have to understand that he he trained with Jay Lethal first yeah, and then exactly. Lance Storm, so Yeah. He's so good. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. That that that's my thing. I'm proud of Dominic. So we had varying opinions about Monday Night Messiah. What's yours? Mine was that I think that it works sometimes and not others. It's working really well with the Rey Mysterio and Dominic thing. It just reminds me so much of Straight Edge Society. Yeah, it does. But and then when I get reminded of that, I get nostalgic. I yeah. miss. And then yeah. I think CM Punk was better in this role. And He's, also, I get the music change, and the beginning of the music is totally Monday Monday Night Messiah, but the rest of the song just falls flat for me. When you're talking about Keith Lee's music? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I want, I want to remain positive on Keith Lee. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> um, um, you want to talk about Murphy? Oh, but, but, no, no, but, I wanted to talk about my main retribution. Point, yeah, my main point is they need more people. And I Seth think... Seth Rollins needs more disciples. And it was kind of like they beat the shit out of Ray and Dominic but didn't go after Murphy and Seth yeah. when they're supposed to be like an anarchist group that yeah. attacks everyone. So why did that happen? Um, it's also been speculated that it's been different people... Every week, yeah. There's been a after that moment happened with Dominic and Ray, a lot of people pointed out who each member was that night. Will they go forward with that? I don't know. We don't know why Retribution is doing what it's doing. And also, there was some. It's kind of. It's not dumb yet because we still don't know it, why it was getting dumb. It was getting to the point that it was dumb, but. It's not dumb now for one reason. Retribution, it has been confirmed that Retribution will be exclusive to Monday Night Raw. So hopefully Retribution takes out Fight Club. Or Fight... What, what, the Hurt underground, underground? Raw Underground. Raw Underground. I hope to fuck, now that they're only on Raw, they fucking Molotov cocktail the fucking garage that they're doing that bullshit in. Now, here's the thing. How is an anarchist group going to follow rules and only show up on Raw? <laughs> Who knows, man? But, and that's but another it. problem. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. That's another problem with WWE. Logic doesn't exist. <laughs> but there was a lot of speculation that maybe Roman Reigns was involved because on any show that Roman Reigns was on, Retribution didn't show up. But now we know why. It's because they made them Raw exclusive. They're not going to be involved with SmackDown at all. All right. So that explains the Roman Reigns thing. So, John, do a little outro and then I'll do our main outro. Oh, let's do a fucking outro. Thank you. If you watch this, thank you for waiting. Thank you for bearing with us during COVID-19. If you're not a subscriber already, click that subscribe Hit the like button, hit the hit subscribe the like button. button. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platforms, you know, leave a great review. Rate us if you can. You can't rate on Google Podcasts, which is fucking stupid. Because that's what I use, and I can't rate any of the podcasts that I like. Um, uh, we're on Twitter, obviously. We're on Every, Facebook. Everybody's on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Yeah. We're not on TikTok yet, but... We're probably going to be. Yeah, eventually. Uh, We'll come at you next week with some more hot topics. I hope you like this setup. We like it. Wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. Peace, love, and love to all of you.